This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we are joined again by our friend Jay Jurassic. Jay, thank you so much for coming back and doing another episode with us. Thank you guys for having me here again. It's been a lot of fun. Jay, we were just talking about uh, your Instagram and how you kind of like show off a lot of your collection and stuff like that over there. And it sounds like you've got uh, a new art project going on there as well, correct? Yeah, um, uh, I have like this whole like painting series where I'm going to be doing certain scenes of Jurassic Park that are, that are never really seen too much on like cards and merchandise or whatever. You, you always see the T-Rex breakout scene. You always see those like epic scenes. But I want to do more obscure scenes, I guess. It would be more like uh, maybe um, like when Hammond's looking at his cane at the end of the movie, uh, the despair of him losing the park or uh, the scene of Ellie eating the ice cream or um, you know, scenes like that. Yeah, more like a character moment type scenes. So, some of those, maybe like the raptor break, like coming through the, the cables, you know, stuff like that. And they're going to be in acrylic and, and, um, and oil and all different mediums, really. I want to make them all different to see and maybe eventually make it into uh, a gallery show because I am a gallery artist. I, I've had gallery shows. Do um, it. You know, I mean, me and Brad, I talked about it uh, the other day, and and I think uh, it'd be cool to do something like that. Make it a, it's a big project, but I'm excited to do it. That sounds very awesome, and when you when you do it, we'll definitely uh, you know um, uh, promote it on our stuff as well. Because we, I, I was just taking a look at your Instagram for the show started, and not only do you show off your large collection and your cat on there, you know, but uh, <laughs> very very talented artist and really good looking stuff. So uh, we'll definitely look forward to that. Yeah. Well, hey, do you guys want to go ahead and jump on into minute number 111? Let's do it. Let's do it. In the previous minute, we saw Tim and Lex crawl away from the raptors who were now in the kitchen. As the minute ended, we saw that the raptors were alerted to the kids' presence by the sound of a falling soup ladle. At minute number 111, the raptors make their way towards where Tim was hiding. Tim rounds a corner. Lex motions for him to come to her. He shakes his head no. At 111.10, one of the raptors licks the fallen soup ladle. The raptor sniffs the air. It can smell Tim. Tim winces. A loud metallic clanging can be heard. The raptor looks over the counter at the source of the noise, barely missing Tim. At 111.22, Lex is clanging a ladle on the ground in order to get the raptor's attention. At 111.28, Lex attempts to crawl into a cabinet. One of the raptors sees her reflection and bolts towards her. Lex screams as she cannot close the cabinet. The raptor smashes its head into Lex's reflection on a nearby cabinet, stunning it. Lex runs away. At 111.50, Tim sees Lex get away and looks across the room at an open freezer. He makes a run for it. The remaining raptor moves in pursuit. And thus ends Minute 111 of Jurassic Park. So when I was rewatching this minute, and I don't know if you guys are feeling this the same way, I was definitely picking up a lot of vibes from uh, the end of The Shining in this minute. Did you guys catch that? Uh, go for it. Not really. Uh, well, there's a scene actually where Danny Torrance does the same exact thing that uh, Lex does, where she's trying to get into... Uh, she's, uh, he's hiding in the kitchen from his father when he's coming at him with the ax and he gets into a, um, right. yeah, kind of a thing and tries to close. It doesn't really work all the way. And then he like, you know, gets out and runs. So I don't know, uh, how much inspiration was taken from that, but, uh, there's definitely a, a lot of iconic stuff in this minute. We ended you know, or the last minute had a moment where a soup ladle fell 
right next to Tim and distracted the two dinosaurs. We have the moment where uh, the Velociraptor comes over and sniffs the soup ladle, and then all of a sudden Lex is banging on the floor, and it has this really cool moment where it spins its head up around the counter, and it misses Tim by just a few inches almost to see you know where Lex is making her noise from. But again, this minute carries on with the, the superb tension building uh, that we saw in the last couple of minutes, and it kind of comes to a head here. Uh, you know, not to not, not to make too much of a um, a joke about that. When a raptor smashes its head into Lex's reflection, which I think really confused the heck out of me the first time I saw this movie. I was like, "Wait, what just happened?" You know, like it smashes its head into her reflection. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let me. So okay, first off, the thing about The Shining, I wouldn't be at all surprised if that was a nod to it because Steven Spielberg and uh, Stanley Kubrick were very close. Um, in fact, I think AI was a, an idea that Stanley Kubrick came up with, but handed it off to Spielberg because right. he thought it would be a little bit too lighthearted for his, uh, That's for his right. taste. That is true. So, okay, the thing about where it's you know about to stick its head around the corner and it's just kind of sniffing for Tim, it knows that he's there. They actually had that uh, table up on a platform with Joseph Mazzello sitting on it so that they could get the camera as low as possible. And if you... See footage of this or pictures, Joseph Mazzello's legs are actually just kind of hanging off the side of the platform. It's kind of similar uh, to what Orson Welles did in Citizen Kane when he wanted to have the camera as low as possible to be looking up at these two characters, these two giants. So he dug a hole into the ground to put the camera there so that the camera, it only had to be like a couple of inches. But those couple of inches made for made such a difference, and it's no different in this scene. I think this is one of the most nail-biting moments in the movie because it is right there. Um, I think I told a story once before on the show where I was uh, taking some measurements of a house one time. A former job of mine had to measure like the perimeter for insurance purposes, and the guy who owned the house had these two massive, massive Rottweilers, and he had them chained up in a, a cage. And, man, those things were on their hind legs, and they were they, it seemed like they were 10 feet tall going crazy, barking at me, just everything. I'm shaking because it's, it's so nervous. Well, I make a, myself, I'm done. I'm making my way around the corner of the house to leave. And all of a sudden I hear, vroom, 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 vroom. make, you know, turn around. And those things were coming at me. It was almost like it was a movie and someone was pulling frames out because it just seemed like they were getting unnaturally close so fast. And I bolted and made my way through the gate Closed it right as they hit it. Similar to the to the scene where Ellie is in the uh, emergency, no, the maintenance shed. And, I mean, the second that raptor hits, she's closing it. It was just like that. It was the most scared I've ever been in my life. And uh, it just, that, that intensity kind of, it always takes me back to that moment when I watch this scene. So... Yeah, it's it's a really well constructed scene, and uh, you know, like I was talking about on uh, yesterday's show, Steven Spielberg definitely wanted this to uh, mimic things that people might experience in real life. And while you may not have a Velociraptor chasing you down in a kitchen, it is uh, <laughs> you know it's it's funny because um, Jay, you were talking about on yesterday's episode too. There's a moment where the two raptors, when they first come into the to the kitchen, uh, they kind of snip at each other. You know, like I guess the dominant alpha kind of like tries to bite the other one in the neck, and it's a little little tiny moment, but it sells the fact that these are uh, supposed to be real animals. It really kind of gets it, you know, that point across to you because it's a, something that we see in real life all the time, you know, like dogs do that to each other. Birds do that to each other, especially when they're about to eat, you know, around each other's food. The dominant one always wants to say like, I'm the one that's going to eat first, you know? So, uh, again, with the amazing, uh, you know, uh, movement of the dinosaurs before that Raptor takes the lunge, uh, over to try to get Lex, it kind of like draws itself back and, you know, bolts forward. 
Uh, so right. it, it, amazing attention to detail here. Like all animals do that with uh, pack hierarchy. Wolves do that. Uh, lions, uh, hyenas definitely do that. I get to eat first, you eat later. And it's also the fact that when the raptor kind of does that, the snap, it's like, you go and I'll follow. Or I go and you follow. It's like that whole dominant thing. And when you see those movements and they're very they're very slight and it's like it's not like like when he when they were doing these animal movements with these dinosaurs it's like like they're like in your face it's like they're very slight and you catch the little movements like with like how you guys are saying the little the hints of the head when they when it moves real fast or he even licks the ladle the raptor when he's like sniffing yeah. the ladle he actually licks the ladle and i remember oh, the tomato basil was gross. Soup. i was like ew <laughs> who's gonna use that ladle <laughs> <laughs> that's just me as a kid thinking that and, um but what's really cool also about this scene is the way lex takes the lead how yes yeah he's like follow me like she's yeah. been scared the entire like movie she's been that one that's like she's it's a, is it a veggie-saurus and you know and like and, and the moment like don't leave us he left us he left us all that type of stuff that's been making her like seem like a weak character and all of a sudden now she's just she's building up her character arc is building up and it's and it's showing like i'm gonna take care of my little brother and then she does the movements across and and timmy's the, the scared one now he's he's always had the tendency to be he's the little one he's the little brother but now he's the one that's just like he's frozen and lex sees that and she's like i have to do something to save my little brother and then she does the banging of the um, the spoon or whatever to get the raptor's attention. It's crazy because she felt that like that oven door was gonna go down and it's stuck, and it just so happens the raptor sees her reflection and just jets at it, and you don't know that it's like going at her reflection at first. You're, you, oh yeah. my god! Close that door! Close that door! Close it! <laughs> here's here's a question. Do you think she was that that door could have closed and she was just faking it out? Because the Lex that we've come to see evolve over the course of the movie is someone who is now using her ingenuity and her wit to save the day and to save her brother. I think that that thing could have easily come down and she was using that as a ploy to get that thing to smash into the uh, reflection. You think so? I don't know. I always felt like it was just... Uh, Happy accident? It, it was. I feel like... They did some smart things, but a lot of them getting out of that kitchen was luck. They did like um kind of that like bravery, stupidity kind of thing, like 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 it, it like some how stupidity sometimes uh is lucky in a way. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it. Like in cartoons, <laughs> it's always like this. Like in, like cartoons is a good example. Like one cartoon character is being very smart about a situation, but the dumb one is like in Pinky the Brain would be like pinky <laughs> it never gets hit with anything but brain's always the one taking the pain or something's falling on him yeah kind of yeah i see what you're saying and i feel like a lot of that happened in this but they did smart things at the same time but that moment right there was just her really trying to save her little brother and i feel like she really was trying to close that door and it just so happened that ref that door was reflecting her and i i feel she just made the noise for the raptor and then she would. She heard the raptor was coming, or probably saw his reflection. Yeah, and, I um, think the thing that they're trying to get across there is is her bravery, probably more than anything else. And you you talk about kind of stupid luck, man. When he takes off for that fridge, uh, I'm always like, "What are you doing? Like, <laughs> what are you doing?" That's the perfect example too. And you just, yeah. it's like his legs messed up, and he's trying to run, and these things like 
was like 60 miles an hour they'd go out in the open yeah. you know so like, i tell you yeah what's what's always bothered me is okay we get 50 60 miles an hour as Muldoon says, and the shots uh, that are kind of from behind the raptor's feet, they, it happens a couple times in the movies. It's just moving so slow, and it's always kind of bothered me. If you look at Phil Tippett's um, animatics, those things are hauling ass. And it looks, <laughs> I've always thought it looks a little bit better in those than it did in the final movie, but better than anything I could have done. So. Did, you guys ever <laughs> catch, did you, you guys ever catch the test footage? of the raptors moving throughout the kitchen when it was uh, when they're testing out the raptor suits and i think um rosengrant which is one of the the people that work for stan winston he's like the the guy leading legacy effects now um mm-hmm. when he was in the suit walking around and they made the, uh like the kitchen out of boxes and they're like walking around through like this like fogging i've never seen that oh it's awesome um i think if you go to like the stan winston school yeah, this, uh, YouTube, youtube page they they post clips of jurassic park all the time yeah and you know yeah. I'm, I'm kind of looking at a picture of one of the guys on the raptor suit right now and to think that there is a guy in there kind of like bent over completely at the waist that thing had to weigh like 50 60 mm-hmm. pounds and walk around with that and then try to emulate the you know the way that the dinosaur would move at the same time with all that weight on you <laughs> like those guys have to be in pretty yeah. good shape to do that stuff yeah. you know not only are you I there like w- like not only are you there trying to be an artist, like a sculptor and everything, but you also have to be a bodybuilder too to kind of work at Stan Winston's school. They were like in the gym. You see a lot of the pictures, big dudes doing all the yeah. sculpting and stuff. In the last minute, we were talking about the savagery of the Raptors and how when it when they first make their way into the kitchen, one snaps at the other. And so, where as smart as they are, they're still very primal, and that kind of you know, gives the humans uh, and the kids in this case a little bit more uh, like a kind of a one up on the Raptors and be, by using their ingenuity. So it's almost a battle of wits in this entire scene. And the idea of the Raptors snapping at the other one, like they, they don't care. They'll eat the other one if they need to. Uh, uh, that's all I've got for minute number 111. Do you guys have anything else? That's it for me. Nah, I, I think we're good. Okay. It's just an awesome well, scene. <laughs> it is. It's great. It holds up because it's uh, it's it trades in just really great tension, and that stuff never gets old. You know, like CG will come and go, uh, trends will come and go. Tension in movies is something you can watch any day and still get into it. So, all right, folks, well, we are going to go ahead and get out of here again. Thank you so much to Jay Jurassic for coming on the show. We've had a really great time with you here, and uh, yeah, we will be back tomorrow for minute number one twelve for Jay and for Brady. I'm Kyle, and until next time. Hold on to your butts. Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and Twitter.com slash JurassicMinute. You've been listening to a Pele Media Podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at patreon.com slash Media. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Media, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Media.